Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the 15th day of May, 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Well, it is a milestone today. Yesterday was a milestone because it was my birthday, and I turned... uh, I turned that age, I'm, I'm, I'm now officially in my mid-40s, and that's an interesting place to be. I keep hearing, you know, life, you know, 40 is the new 30, or maybe 30 is the new 20, maybe 50 is the new 80, I don't know. All I know is, at one point in my life, the idea of being in my mid-40s seemed like a very, very long way into the future, and there's some points I have to remind myself, I'm not in my 20s anymore. Sometimes I feel like I'm still in my 20s. Sometimes I feel like I'm in my 80s. I still have my hair starting to turn gray, but man, I'm going to let it go gray. I'm going to let everyone know, like, yeah, I still got it. I still got my hair. But I'm older now. In fact, I'm older today than I was yesterday, and I will continue that streak. Another streak that I have no intention of stopping is this podcast. And this is a milestone for the podcast. This is episode number 1,300. We love rounded off numbers, don't we? I mean, in many ways, episode 1,301, which is going to be on tomorrow, keeping score at home, is more impressive than episode number 1,300, but it really doesn't feel that way. It's when you, when you hit those markers. Hit those markers. I mean, last summer... Uh, I did episode number 1,000. I remember when I first did 365. I'm doing what's the called the, the podcast rewind on sullybaseball.wordpress.com where I, and also on Twitter where I am basically uh, posting each of the podcasts of that day. So any pod, you know, if you go there today, go to sullybaseball.wordpress.com or go to Twitter, you'll see the all the podcasts that I had done from uh, May, 4, May 15th, 2013, 2014, and 2015, plus this one you'll see too. And I've been doing that every single day uh, of this year because I'm a lunatic, because there are things that I do. And I said, do you know what? I can, instead of just saying, hey, got MLBreports.com has listed all the past episodes. Instead of just sort of every once in a while doing it, no, I said I was going to do it at the beginning of the year, and I'm doing it. I said I'm going to do, uh, what's it called, Who Owns Baseball every day of the regular season and the postseason. I'm doing that, and of course I'm doing a podcast. This is the this is when following through on stuff kind of makes you think, God, what the hell is the matter with you, Sullivan? I don't know what the hell is the matter with me, but I'm loving doing this. And I'm telling you, I'm loving doing the podcast. I'm loving that, you know, Cubs fan was on yesterday's podcast, met Mark Blakemore. Uh, I met, I met several of you who are just fans of the show. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And I make this pledge again. If you have access to like a public access show or, or studio or anything like that, and you'd like me to do a video 
Sully Baseball episode where you live, let me know and we'll arrange it. I like to keep doing some interesting stuff. And if there's any other guests or anything you want me to have on the show, let me do it. One thing I try to do on this show, I fill up 1,300 episodes so far. Uh, I, I try to hit every team. There are going to be times, I'm a Red Sox fan. The Red Sox are off, are off to a much better start this year than the last few years. Uh, I, I can honestly say that they're, I'm excited about that. I'm a fan. I've never, ever claimed to be unbiased on this show. I am objective, but I'm not unbiased. Uh, my second favorite team is the San Francisco Giants. And so I've had people complain both via the Twitterverse and also via uh, their iTunes reviews saying that I am showing too much of homerism in this. And I said, you know, I look at it, I get kind of frustrated because, you know, I do talk about the Marlins. I do talk about the Diamondbacks. I do talk about the Padres. Maybe not as often, but do you know what? Some of those teams stink. I do bring up other clubs and other teams. I hit every damn team. I, you know, I can't just turn this into... 365 days of Red Sox talk or Giants talk. But yeah, if I'm talking about something and what's getting me excited, the Sox just won a game, I am going to bring that up. I am. But I, I make a real effort. I make an effort to bring in people who are fans of other teams. And keep in mind, the first th three World Series that were covered on the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, 2012 World Series, the Giants won it. 2013 World Series, the Red Sox won it. 2014, the Giants won it. So it's been, you know, there have been reasons to talk about them over the years. And both of the teams are off to at least a better start this year. But I do make an effort. And I may make a bigger effort. I don't know if they, you know, I think what happens a lot, and I remember this happened a lot when I, before I did the podcast, I just did the blog. There were times that anytime I wrote about the Red Sox, someone would say, you know, there are more teams in the Red Sox, you know, and I'd say, yes, yeah, scroll down. And my previous four or five entries were about the Rockies or the Nationals. It was the sort of thing that you, you, you expect someone to always talk about their team because that's the way most uh, baseball blogs and podcasts are, are, are made up. But I'll keep making the effort. And I guarantee you every single time I do talk about the Red Sox or I do bring up the Giants or do bring up one of the teams that I follow really closely, I'll be accused of only talking about them. Which brings me, it's not me being bitter, it's just me stating facts. But that brings me to the Sunday request. And it stemmed from someone complaining at me for talking about the Red Sox and Giants too much. Uh, Hilson Reedpath, am I, calling, am I saying your name right? I don't know. If I said your name right, tweet back at me spaghetti. If I tweeted, if I said wrong, tweet back pizza. I just like goofy stuff. Twitter is a goofy place. Um, this person, I'm not sure of the gender, was saying that I was, you know, basically saying, you know, count me in for the people who say you talk too much about the Red Sox and Yankees, or Red Sox and Giants. And I wrote back, Offer a topic. Offer me a topic to talk about. Don't just, if you don't like me talking about it, it's very easy. I got to fill 365 of these a year. Give me a topic. I'm more than happy to talk about it. And then the person brought up, um, how about your thoughts on two weeks in a row 
of New York-Boston Sunday night baseball, or maybe your thoughts on Sunday night baseball in general. Now, I find it very strange that it, that I've been accused of talking about Boston too much, and the request is to talk about Boston. It's a little odd, but I get where it's coming from, and I really do. And as someone who is a, a, a Red Sox fan, I'm currently wearing my red Red Sox hat, uh, I, I understand now a little bit better the idea of the frustration that some people have of, you know, good teams not getting the coverage and, and ESPN putting an emphasis on Red Sox Yankees. I totally get that. I really do. But I am going to talk about it because there's there's certain elements that we have to address. And I'm going to address ESPN and Sunday Night Baseball specifically. And this is a philosophical question. This is a question that should be addressed and really, really, you know, thought long and hard about. Why does anyone care? Think about that. Well, why, why do you care? what the Sunday night baseball game is. Let me tell you something. As a Red Sox fan, I find it frustrating the times that they're on Sunday night. Especially during, you know, a Sunday, I want to, you know, you're kind of like expecting to have a day game and sort of have it, you know, in the in here on the West Coast, a game would be in the morning. I don't know what your Sunday nights are like, but usually there's a lot of good shows on on Sunday night. That's become a big day, you know, of sitting down and, and watching shows. And so there have been times I've been kind of annoyed that the Sunday night baseball, that my team's on the Sunday night baseball game. I can also tell you that your pal Sully does not live in New England. So anytime the, the Red Sox are playing, they're not playing one of the local California teams. I get to watch the game streaming wherever I want. Except when it's the damn Sunday night game. And then I have to drag my butt to the couch and try to catch an inning or two here, inning or two there, or maybe catch a few innings while I'm cooking dinner. So, I mean, in one sense, yeah, you should be happy. You should be happy that they're focusing on Red Sox-Yankees because you get your team seen other places, but it, it, it does bring up that question. Why do people care? This is a question that would have been a hell of a lot more relevant 10 years ago when teams were looking for exposure, when there were good quality teams that could not get the press or visibility of the Red Sox or Yankees. Now, you watch them. Watch the games. They're on. Unless you live in L.A., where they blacked out the Dodgers for a giant portion of the population, you know, you can watch games. Now, of course, I fervently am against how MLB.com blacks out local games. But there are ways you can get it. If you have Slingbox, there are ways you can do it. Of course, you shouldn't make it more difficult for people to watch it. You should make it more easy. But games are available. You can watch them. Watch your team. Why do you care? Why do people care about what gets exposed on ESPN? Because it's no longer 
relevant. It's no longer relevant in terms of how the game is consumed. It's no longer relevant of how the game is portrayed. This is, this is a sort of argument that would make more sense 10 years ago. And we, I've said this before. We are moving towards a post-ESPN existence of sports media. And I think Major League Baseball has to jump into it like a cannonball in the swimming pool and say, you know what, we're just going to do this. Now, of course, they can't to a degree because they've locked, so many teams have locked themselves into very lucrative television contracts, which is wonderful for short term, wonderful for the flow of income to the teams, I think is short-sighted for the long term. Because I think baseball and the fact that it creates daily content should be the sport of the internet age. It could be the most interactive sport in terms of following games, in terms of fantasy, in terms of numbers, in terms of interacting with people during the game. It's it's an everyday sport. It's not a once-a-week sport. It should be the sport of the internet. And you get access to teams, and you'll be able to follow your teams in ways that you couldn't do before. What is ESPN? Now, if ESPN called me up tomorrow and said, Hey, Sully, we're going to offer you a job. Would you like to move the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast and you can make big piles of money at ESPN? Of course I'd do it. Do you know why? Your pal Sully may be crazy, but he's not stupid. But ESPN is no longer the behemoth it used to be. It's no longer the kingmaker it used to be. It's no longer the place where you go to for your, not only your sports consumption, but to see what gets the level of relevancy of a sport. What leads off at SportsCenter? How is that relevant in people's lives? That used to be tremendously relevant. When are they going to show our games? When are they going to show our team? Ah, do you know what? They stuck it at the end. They only showed one highlight. Who consumes sports like that anymore? If you are a Tampa Bay Rays fan, the Rays are first and foremost on your mind. You can consume sports where they are front and center. You get the games, you get the highlights, you get the analysis, you break it down, it's all there. And if you don't give a damn about the Red Sox or the Yankees, guess what? It doesn't have to go past your cranium. Do you know what happened a few weeks ago? The NFL draft. Do you know how much I watched of it? Zero nanoseconds. I couldn't tell you who was drafted if you put a gun to my head and say, name one person drafted in this NFL draft. Nope, couldn't tell you. Pull the trigger. Blammo. Deer hunter. Done. Because it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't go past how I consume sports. It is a complete fixin's bar at Fuddruckers now. You can fix your hamburger any damn way you want. If you say, do you know what? All I care about are the Marlins, the Nashville Predators, and the L.A. Kiss, 
of the Arena Football League, then those will be first and foremost on your device. Those highlights will be there. boom a boom 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 And the Red Sox and Yankees won't even pass by you. The idea of Sunday night baseball being anything other than that's when they happen to play is a remnant of the past. Now, why does ESPN keep putting Red Sox-Yankees on there? I'll tell you exactly why. The Avengers, Star Wars, Pixar, Frozen. The hell are you talking about, Sully? I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Disney. Disney runs ESPN. Do you think ESPN is run by two guys working on their fantasy leagues? And do you know what? Let me tell you something. I want them to break down these games in the best sabermetrics way. And, like, I took a look and I see that the game when Jose Fernandez is pitching and they're going up against the Arizona Diamondbacks, let me tell you, that Marlins Diamondbacks game is going to be something. And through my analysis, I believe that for pure baseball reasons, that should be our showcase game. You might be right for baseball reasons. Just like it might be nice if Disney made some low-key films where you have, you know, families could go to them, reasonable budget, not shooting for the moon, but you walk out feeling, oh, that's a nice feeling, whether you're going to go all Gus the Field Cookie Mule or the Apple Dumpling Gang, those nice little Disney films, they did okay at the box office and people liked them and everyone made money. No! You notice that they gobbled up Star Wars and Marvel and make sure Pixar doesn't leave because they're only interested in blockbusters. They're only interested in what's the combination that will get me the most amount of money. We will pay to have Spider-Man show up in a Captain America movie because we found out there's a few dollars over there we don't have. Remember, in, uh, There Will Be Blood, and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is looking around at the plots of land in his oil fields, and then he realizes the plot of land that he doesn't own, and he says, why don't I own this? I, this sounds more like Sean Connery. Why don't I own this? Basically, like, he's making so much money, but it angers him that someone else is making money over here. That's Disney. Disney is Daniel Plainview, or play, whatever the hell Daniel Day-Lewis's name is in that movie. Their mentality is, I don't want to just make money. I'm going to be mad if there's money anywhere that I don't have. So you take a look at things. What's going to get the highest amount of ratings? What's going to get the, the biggest numbers? I'll tell you what, Red Sox-Yankees. You know, I'm looking at some of the stuff from... Um, where the hell did I get this from? From Sports Media Watch. And Red Sox-Yankees has much higher ratings. They're listing the ratings. When they're there, it goes up exponentially. When they're not there, it could be a much better game. You're going to have Dodgers-Giants playing. That's going to be a better game. 
you're going to have Cubs Pirates going. That's going to be a better game. You're going to have Kansas City playing Texas. That's going to be a better game. You're going to have Felix Hernandez facing up against what would be a good team. Felix Hernandez against Baltimore. Felix Hernandez against Chicago. Those are going to be much better games. But the most eyeballs are going to be Red Sox Yankees. It's easier to sell and there are more transplanted Red Sox fans, like your pal Sully. I live in California. I'm never leaving the West Coast unless someone offers me giant wheelbarrows of cash. And you go up and down. I go from the Bay Area to L.A. all the time. I meet Red Sox fans there. I meet Yankee fans there. They're all over the place. And Disney knows that. And so Disney says... How could I make the most money from this? How could I have Spider-Man jump on top of the car and say, hey guys, Red Sox-Yankees will get the most. And if they look at the schedule and say it's Red Sox-Yankees, guess what? They're going to play Sunday night. Because of the Avengers. Because of Finding Dory. Because of Star Wars Rogue One. They are going to try to squeeze every let-it-go frozen dollar out of the Red Sox and Yankees series because that's how they operate. Now, you'll notice MLB Network, sure, they'll do that because they'll know that they'll have a Red Sox-Yankee game because they know we'll get decent ratings, but they'll also play all sorts of games. They'll play, the, they'll, you'll see a Diamondbacks game on there. You'll see a Mariners game on MLB Network. Why? Because they're not Disney. It behooves MLB to get people excited about other teams. It behooves MLB to try to get people pumped about teams other than Red Sox-Yankees. They know. Red Sox-Yankees, they're pizza. They're ice cream. People are going to buy it. People are going to sell it. They're gonna, they have to sell beets. They have to sell kale. So the idea, MLB Network, they have to start pushing other teams because they're trying to show their whole product. ESPN is not beholden to try to get people interested in the goddamn Marlins. ESPN's trying to sell tickets for Captain America. That's their job. It wouldn't surprise me if they had Robert Downey Jr. show up to the booth as Iron Man. And say, oh, we're joined here by Tony Stark and pretending that they're living in an Iron Man universe. Why not? Have Red Sox-Yankees be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everything else is. If you listen closely at the end of this podcast, Nick Fury's going to show up. But that's why. And they have to do things in bells and whistles in terms of, oh, we're going to do a thing with... Uh, this person's, this is the view from this far seat because they're trying with that mentality of how do we please everybody? Cause that's what Disney does. And baseball is a niche sport. It's a local sport. You take a look at national ratings, national ratings are, are there's no interest in national ratings. I am an outlier. Most times you go to a baseball podcast 
It is a Red Sox podcast or a Pirates podcast or a Giants podcast or an Indians podcast. It focuses on one team. I've told people about this podcast. Oh, what's your team? I said, oh, I'm a Red Sox fan. And I've heard some people say, oh, that's Sully. He has a Red Sox podcast. No, I talk about every team, but I'm an outlier. For most people, fan interest is local. You see that television ratings are up for local ratings and down for national ratings. People care about their team. The Giants. People are going bananas for the Giants in the Bay Area because they're doing well. I've been there when they weren't doing well. And guess what? Interest goes right into the cesspool. Interest in Kansas City right now, sky high. Absolutely sky high. A few years ago, not so much. People care about their teams. So the idea of a national game, you have to find the thing that gets the most eyeballs on there. Because that's Disney. Disney doesn't give a crap about the Kansas City Royals. They don't care that they're the world champs. They don't care that they have budding stars on the team. They care about every single potential dollar they can make. And if they leave $5.23 left lying around somewhere else, they are furious. Absolutely furious. So that's the best I can tell you. My thoughts are, I don't have many thoughts of Sunday Night Baseball. It's not necessarily appointment television for me. I watch so much baseball during the week that Sunday night is usually reserved for me and my family. So it's a pain in the ass when the Red Sox are on. But it's there because it's a business. It's an entertainment business. So, um, Hilson Reedpath, if that really is your name, I hope you get why Sunday Night Baseball does what it does. It's not there for the great enjoyment of the every fan. It's a Disney product. That's what they do. And do you know what I do? I'm going to talk about every team. I'm going to talk about, you're going to, if you listen to this podcast, before I get to the end of the season, I'm going to do at least two podcasts on all 30 teams. You don't think I can do that? I do Who Owns Baseball every day. I do the Podcast Rewind every day. And I do this every day. I follow through. And tomorrow will be episode number 1301. Go to sullybaseball.wordpress.com. Like me on Facebook. You can follow me on SoundCloud, Instagram. You can follow me on Stitcher. You can follow, there's so many places, you can go to, did I say, did I say Twitter? Did I say SoundCloud? Did I say, I forget. There's so many places. I don't, I don't really know where I am right now. Um, the music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. You can be old school and send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. Let it go. Oh, I better not sing that. That would sue my ass. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast, episode number 1,300. And let me stress ESPN, if you do want to hire me, I'm more than willing to come over. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please make out the check to Sully.